0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Are you spiritually illuminated? That is a great discussion question. For there is a constant battle in our world today. Is our life material Or is it spiritual? To hear the world speak, it's material. It's what we are. It's what we have. It's who knows us. It's the world around us. What we see, feel, taste, smell, and hear. And that would be fine if we mortals are just made of mud, just made from clay. We were formed from the earth, but there is another ingredient in our lives. God breathed into us the breath of life. The spirit within man, the life within man is called the candle of the Lord, that you and I were made not only to be animated by the spirit of the Lord, but illuminated by the same spirit. Here's a passage, Hebrews ten thirty two. Remember the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. Are you spiritually illuminated? You and I were made to be children of the light, not children of darkness. We were made to keep figuratively the flame burning. The ancient Greeks had an unusual game in the Olympics. Runners would carry torches. The object was not to get across the finish line first, but to cross the finish line with the flame still burning. I believe that's the goal of every child of God is to stay illuminated With the Spirit, because whatever the Spirit touches, it illuminates. It illuminated creation. The world we find was without form, void, darkness on the face of the deep. But when the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, with that moving came light. That the moving of God brought light, not the light of the sun, moon, and stars. Those would come on the fourth day. The light of the first day was a spiritual illumination from the God who is light. For when the Spirit moves on us, there's light. What's true in creation is equally true in recreation. We who were once in darkness have now been brought into the light. How did God bring this recreation? He did it by Spiritual Illumination. I can hear the voice of Zacharias in Scripture. You remember Zacharias. He and Elizabeth were told they were going to have a child. His tongue was silenced for a while because there was a resistance to God. But finally, it was loosed and he could speak again. And when he told the people that his child would be named John, here's what he said. He said, the day spring, the new day from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness. And when he closed his prayer, we read of John growing strong in the spirit. It was John, John the Baptist, who ushered in the light. He said, I'm not the light, but I'm bearing witness of the light. And then in that climactic moment, he points to Jesus and said, I indeed baptize you with water and to repentance, but he who's coming after me, he's far mightier than I, not worthy to tie his shoelaces. That one, Jesus Christ, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That with the baptism of the Spirit, there comes the fire, the illumination. Jesus came from the land of light to this veil of night. And he said, I am come a light unto the world that whoever believes on me should never abide in darkness. John 12, 46. The Holy Spirit. I think it was Lloyd John Ogilvy, who was the pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in Hollywood. I believe it was Lloyd John Ogilvy who said, The Holy Spirit is Christ in the present tense, the contemporary Christ in our midst. The same spirit that dwelt in Jesus emanates to you and me. And when his spirit enters into our lives, an illumination takes place. He lights up our world and darkness has to scamper away and fear has to exit. Do you remember that vision of Ezekiel where he saw the spirit flow like a stream from beneath the threshold of the house of God? And it flowed eastward down to the Dead Sea. And the stream got wider and wider and life came. That when the river of the Spirit touched the surface of the Dead Sea, life came. When the Spirit touches a storm-tossed soul, there's peace. When the Spirit enters a troubled life, there's direction. For sickness, the Spirit brings health. For weakness, the spirit brings soundness and strength. And for mourning, there is gladness. It's in the holy place of the tabernacle. There were three items of furniture. You may recall it was the golden altar of incense represented worship. The table of showbread that represented the presence of God. And opposite the table of showbread in the tabernacle was the golden candlestick, a lampstand that was filled with the purest of olive oils. And each of the seven branches would be on fire. And the fire from those candlesticks cast golden light on the bread. God's presence is revealed in the midst of a burning and a moving of the spirit. So long as the fresh oil keeps flowing and burning, God will be seen in our midst. No wonder the seven churches of Asia are pictured as these burning lamps where God moves there is illumination. But the passage that we read says that after we are illuminated, there are great afflictions. What the Holy Spirit illuminates, the spirit of this age seeks to extinguish. Not far from that passage in Hebrews 10, John identified in his first epistle two competing spirits. He called them the spirit of truth and the spirit of of error, We know the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit because Jesus said that when the Holy Ghost comes, it will lead and guide us into all truth. We know that this same spirit brings liberty and light. But John also saw a rival spirit, a spirit of error. The spirit of error is the spirit of the age, what the German philosophers called the Zeitgeist. The time spirit, the spirit of the day, the spirit of the age. The spirit of this age is a confusing spirit. There is a timeless spirit that brings light, but then there is a time spirit that brings darkness. Never underestimate the power of the spirit of the age. Its followers are legion. They're highly persuasive. This world attracted Demas, you may remember. Demas, Paul said, he forsook me, having loved this present world. The power of this present world, the spirit of error, the time spirit is indeed strong. Satan appeared to Jesus in his weakest moment after days and weeks of fasting. And he showed him the kingdoms of the world. And he said, they're yours if you worship me. The spirit of the age does exactly the same thing today. You feel the appeal of the world. You've heard the persuasive arguments of the spirit of the age. That spirit that says, don't go the second mile, slow down, take it easy. It is pulling on you. It's what you're feeling. It gives way to godless ambition. It whispers to you, you could do so much more if you would just compromise your convictions. You could rise to the highest of heights. It's an intelligent voice. It suggests heady thoughts and high-mindedness. It's a popular spirit. Everyone's doing it. Hear that voice that says you can do this too. Just give in. That's the spirit of the age, the spirit of error, because it leads people astray. And it longs to silence the healthy voice of your conscience. The spirit of the age is the time spirit. It would never convict you of sin. Only the timeless spirit will do that. The time spirit boasts of man and the arm of the flesh and accomplishments in this world, but the timeless spirit speaks of sin and righteousness and judgment. The time spirit will flatter us, but the timeless spirit will rebuke us. The spirit of the age is concerned about the here and now, but the spirit of eternity is concerned about the there and the then. We live in a season where false doctrine is blowing in the wind. It's everywhere. But the answer is truly quite simple. In fact, we were taught it years ago. We once sang a song as children, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We learned in that childish song to not let Satan blow it out and to not hide it under a bushel. In fact, we would shout, no, I'm going to let it shine. The answer for this age is to remain in the light. And the spirit and the fire are inseparable. We who were in darkness, now the spirit has brought us light. The spirit of the age is trying to extinguish the light. But it's our job to keep it burning and to walk in the light. Don't just talk about the light. Walk in the light. Don't reminisce about the light. Live and walk in that light. In the Old Testament picture of the New Testament church, we find that Priests were commanded to keep the fires burning, to never let the fires on the altar go out. The altar of repentance, the altar of worship, the candlestick of illumination, all those fires had to be burning. And so long as man kept those fires going, God did his part. The fiery Shekinah, that pillar of fire by night and cloud by day, rested above the house of God. I love what Paul said to Timothy in his very last epistle that we have. He said, I just want to remind you, Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, you need to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. It was put there when I laid my hands on you, because God's not given us a spirit of fear, no, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We're in an age where the love of many It's waxing cold. The spirit of error, the time spirit, is turning once on fire, children of God, into pillars of ice. We need the fire from heaven to fall again. We need the illumination of the spirit because with the spirit comes the fire. And in Bible days, fire was light. With the spirit comes the light. The same spirit that moved in Genesis 1, We need that spirit, the same spirit that moved in Acts 2 when the church was born. We need that spirit. We need that same spirit that moved on Mount Carmel, distinguishing true worship from false worship. We need that moving of the spirit and that illumination. And I believe all of this awaits you and me. So the writer of Hebrews said, I want you to remember those days. Remember when you were spiritually illuminated. Remember when the fire began in your heart. Remember the freedom when you turned your back on sin. Remember the joy when you faced the light and began to walk in the light as he is in the light and the blood of Jesus began to cleanse you from all of your sin. The most difficult task in life is not to win. The most difficult task is to keep what we've won. And as the shadows deepen in this world, Don't let the spirit of error take you from what you've received in the golden light of the altar. There's no weapon on earth like prayer that lights up our spirit. Pray with David. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Create in me a clean spirit, a right spirit. I want to be illuminated by the Spirit of God. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.